is happening again. It is happening again. the girls on WCRS doing a song called Radio from an album of theirs called Let's Not Be Friends. And uh, my name is Pat, and I'm back on the radio. How about that? After a long, long break. Uh, to celebrate uh, getting back on the radio and back in your earbuds at patradio.org, I've got a special guest in the second half hour of the show, Keith Hanlon, 
I interviewed him at uh, his place of work, Music Hall Studios, and uh, he's going to be telling us about the Mug and Brush Sessions, which have an album that is out today in uh, your local record stores. If you're out doing some Black Friday shopping, stop in and pick up a copy of the Mug and Brush Sessions, and uh, you'll hear more about that in a little bit. First, we're going to hear some music.
That's a band called Telenovela from Austin, Texas, doing a song called Trouble in Paradise, which is on a 7-inch that I picked up at their recent show at Cafe Bourbon Street a few weeks ago. Before that, Screaming Females, a advanced 7-inch that they were selling on the road back in October called Wishing Well from their forthcoming record, which is due out in late February, called Rose Mountain. Really looking forward to that, and I hope uh, release in February brings them through town again, because I enjoy seeing them live. Before Screaming Females, Pujol, who was opening for Screaming Females on that set that I just mentioned. And uh, Daniel Pujol is from Nashville, Tennessee, and he put out a record back in May called Kluge that I highly recommend on Saddle Creek Records. song we heard from that was called Pitch Black. And another one of my favorite records of the year, Suck My Shirt by the Coat Hangers. We heard Adderall setting off, starting off that set for us. On the Pat Radio Show on WCRS, uh, as promised, Keith Hanlon coming up in the second half of the show. First, before we talk to him, I thought I'd play a set of music that was either recorded at Music Hall Studios or pressed at Music Hall or both. Um, and uh, let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Culture and who 
You hear that in the background? That's a lock groove. When the, the groove of the record is locked into a never-ending loop. John Hull at Music Hall Studios cut that lock groove for the band Volvonics. Adam F. told me that story uh, on the internet a week or two ago. And many, many weeks ago, he gave me a copy of that Volvonics 7-inch. And the song we heard from it was called Serious Gang. Take a minute just to tell you that you are listening to WCRS in Columbus, Ohio. My name's Pat. The program's called Pat Radio. And this week we are talking about Music Hall Studios and also about the Mug and Brush Sessions. And I'm going to get to that in just a second. Just to recap the collection of songs here that we heard uh, that were either recorded, mixed, mastered, or pressed, or sometimes in, ca- in the cases of some of these records, all all of those things were done locally at Music Hall. Music Hall is one of the only places left in the country where somebody can come in and record their music and see it all the way through to pressing on vinyl. So how about that? Before Volvonics, we heard... Obnox, doing Feeling Real Black today from Louder Space. I thought, in light of recent national events, that would be a good one to play. Betty Machete and the Angry Cougars before Obnox, doing Kill for Fun, which is a Hexers song. Uh, Both bands put out a split 7-inch a while back with Betty Machete covering Hexers and Hexers covering Betty Machete. And uh, that was the song they chose to do, Kill for Fun. Before that, Hexers from their latest or last 7-inch, most recent one, I should say. She's There, She's Mine. Uh, We heard the She's There side. And Ips before that from Everything Is Real, which came out recently on Super Dreamer Records. We heard Return to Tape Deck and started off that long set with Time's New Viking doing No Room to Live. Uh, From Dancer Equired. All right. Going to cut right over to that Keith Hanlon interview right now. All right, I'm here with Keith Hanlon. We're uh, relaxing in Music Hall Studios in uh, beautiful Columbus, Ohio. And uh, it's my first time here. And Keith just gave me the uh, the nickel tour of uh, Studio A. It's been a while since I've had you on the show in, in some capacity or other. I think the last time it was drumming for uh, Black Swans. Okay, yeah, probably. Um, probably I think. about two or three years ago. Yeah. Since you've, you've uh, landed a gig here at uh, Music Hall, how to how did that come about? Uh, it's, it started last year around Memorial Day weekend. Uh, they had closed the studio down to do some improvements. Uh, the chief engineer here at the Times, Adam Smith, uh, who had also started Columbus Discount Records. So I came in, helped out a little bit, did some soldering, things like that, and bugged him a lot. And, uh, you know, uh, eventually I started doing a few uh, sessions here from time to time, uh, mainly stuff I would bring in. Uh, and then Adam just moved to Texas in August. So I, as of August, I, I took over as chief engineer. I was going to ask you if you were beating the bushes yourself for, for work. And that sounds like how you started. Is that still the case or is, uh, are things kind of picking up? Well, uh, we're kind of getting into, as we're talking today in November, it's getting into the slower season. So I'm not expecting to be super busy, but, uh, yeah, I'm still, you know, I've, I've been around the music scene for a while, but, you know, I've also had my periods of being uh, detached from it. Uh, so uh, I think people are kind of like learning about my engineering skills and, and hearing, you know, some of the things that I'm doing. Uh, and so eventually I think things will pick up once they kind of hear what I can do. So Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been, are you formally trained in this in some way? Do you have? Uh... Yeah, I went to uh, Ohio University. Uh, specifically, my uh, parents wouldn't let me study music because my older brother was a starving musician. You know, I went to New England Conservatory and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I had messed around with my dad's tape decks and stuff because he worked for RCA um, or as a manager. Uh, but we, you know, he worked at the RCA plant in New Jersey that made tubes. Uh, and then we moved to Ohio where he worked at a an RCA plant for... Uh, making picture tubes for televisions, so it was like in the late 70s, early 80s, and so I was like, well, maybe I'll just try to do some recording, and, and looking around at the studios in Ohio, I, OU really 
sucked me in with, you know, they had a, a eight track analog studio. So at the time, you know, I thought that was great. So I learned everything with analog tape. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it comes in handy around here, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Are you mainly sought after as a uh, recording engineer or do people ask you to mix too? And, uh, yeah, I'll do both. Um, and you know, there are some projects I work on, uh, where I'm just cutting specific things, vocals maybe, or something, and it's going to another engineer. So it, it varies, but, uh, I've been, you know, doing a lot of projects, seeing them through to, uh, the end of the mixing stage, uh, latest or the upcoming Kyle Sowash's album where it was all done here, working on some new material with hexers. Uh, so things like that. Uh, these days is most of it straight analog or at some point are you are most of the folks asking you to dump it into a computer and it varies yeah uh i i wouldn't say it's about half and half um you know the hexers i think we're going to see it through to to you know analog stereo mixes uh but some other stuff i do either starts and lives in the computer completely or we start it on on analog and dump it to computer so right. we we kind of get the best of both worlds, and I like I, I I I love analog, and I love the sound of analog, but I don't have a problem with digital really, uh, and I like the flexibility you get when you're mixing digitally, and be able to recall a mix and make some corrections or, or some changes if needed. Uh, but there's nothing like you know bringing a mix up on the board, mixing it straight to analog tape, and have everyone have their hands on the board and it's like a performance sense. I really dig that. <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> I wanted to talk uh, today too about uh, the mug and brush sessions. Yes. Um, I guess first, let's see, it's, it's you and who are the other principals involved in uh, mug and brush? Well, uh, Jim Morris, who owns the mug and brush barbershop, uh, he just approached me one day when I was getting my hair cut and had this idea and I said, I know some video guys. And so, Within a few weeks, we were doing our first sessions. Uh, so it's it's mainly produced by Jim and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, that was one of the questions I had in my mind: is whose idea it was? Yeah. yeah. Who who would have thought? Hey, <laughs> let's let's do uh, music sessions in a, in a barbershop. Yeah. But, well, the guy who owns the barbershop. Yeah. But Jim's. It makes it easy to get his permission, I guess. <laughs> right. And Jim has been a uh, you know he's been in Columbus for a long time and a big music fan and a big local music fan and his whole goal is just to document. Uh, I don't think anyone's doing it for the money. I think we're all just doing it because we we love it. Not that there's money in it, <laughs> you know. It's we're we're uh, you know doing quite a bit of uh, work, not only at the session but in post production, editing, mixing uh, the audio, and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I can I can attest to that. Doing something as relatively simple as this is is mm. very time consuming. Yeah, uh, and even when I tried, I made some some hapless attempts at video, and it was just. I didn't have the equipment or the expertise or, or the time, really, to get it done right. I, I, you mentioned money, though. You guys at least do have sponsorship, which is something that I envy. I mean, I see. <laughs> yeah, we've been really lucky. We got uh, Natalie's Coal-Fired Pizza to, to uh, sponsor us, and we get some pizzas from them. And sometimes they'll be, uh, like with the case with, uh, the case with Peter Case, when he played at Natalie's, and, and they uh, kicked in some money to have... Peter come down and and do a session with us and uh, four string brewery. So ma mainly it's it's uh, you know pizza on the set, beer on the set. <laughs> it's a trade, <laughs> but uh, we love it and uh, you know it's it's a it's a good mix of people and, and everyone's been super active, super excited about that. Plus we just uh, started working with Allison Rose uh, screen printers who are doing T-shirts for us. Great. Um, I saw on, uh, I think it was um, Craig Davidson posted a picture or, or shared a picture on Facebook of a mug and brush record. Yes. Well, Jim had this idea that uh, we could press a record and that we could give all the money to the Clintonville Resource Center. So it's basically just raising some money for them. And they help families and the area in Clintonville, Beach Walton, and other areas with, you know, a variety of things. So we looked at it and basically came up with the first 10 artists that came in. You know, we do two videos for everybody, but we were able to do one song from each band and press it on one record. 
That'll be coming out on Black Friday. It's limited to 300 copies. I think we're going to get a nice push from all the record stores uh, in Columbus on Record Store Day. Jim will be selling those in the uh, barber shop as well. So uh, I think it's gonna, it's going to be a, a successful successful record. Yeah. Let's go ahead and um, listen to something from it. Um, I guess if you had to pick three tunes from the record, mm. I guess without it having it in front of you, how good is your memory? If, if you oh, yeah. Well, one of my favorites is Brett Burleson Band. Uh, it's a jazz quartet with Ryan Jewell and Roger Hines and Eddie Baird. Uh, and it's just one of my favorite tracks that we've done. Uh, Righteous Buck and the Skull Scorchers did the Banks of Ohio, an old folk tune in their style. And uh, I really dig, uh, uh, I think uh, I really dig, really like the Moon High track that, uh, that they did. They were one of the, se- the, one of the first bands that we did. This, I think it was the second session. All right, we're going to go ahead and listen to uh, some Mug and Breast sessions right now. And we'll be back in just a little bit. Thank you. 
just a little ways with me down beside where the waters flow down on the banks of the Ohio I asked her if she'd marry me and my wife forever be well she only turned her head away and had no other words to say well only wanted her to be mine and in no other arms entwined down beside where the waters flow on the banks of the Ohio
there was three songs from the Mug and Brush Sessions LP, which you can get now at uh, various record stores in town and from the Mug and Brush Barbershop itself. Uh, and uh, Keith, again, all that money goes to Clintonville, Clintonville Resource Center. All right. So it's a worthy cause, and it's a, it's a beautiful product, too. And um, Keith, good luck with the Mug and Brush Sessions and uh, the work here at Music Hall. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back here sometime soon, hopefully. Yeah, love to have you. All right.